The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for the season with a 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews. And the free rule football contest is back in better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest. $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord channel. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast coast of England. Uh, today is Sunday, September the 4th, and we are here to handicap a slate of 13 MLB games for Monday, September the 5th. I know he doesn't like saying this, but it's an old man special tonight. Uh, we have one co-host, and it is Mr. Moonaf Manji, who hosts every other show you've ever heard, so why not? Moonaf, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, Malcolm. What's going on, buddy? Uh, it's uh, Sunday, uh, Labor Day weekend here, but you know, you and I were talking offline. It's uh, it's there's not enough hours in the day. Let's just say that, just because there's so much going on in sports right now. We know, like you mentioned, <laughs> it's insane, honestly. Football oh, starting, and we had soccer all weekend and baseball. Obviously, we're grinding that away, and I'm watching WNBA playoffs. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been it's, it's fun, but uh, you know sometimes we, it's difficult to keep your head above water. But we're doing our best. Yeah, I feel like I need a team of experts helping me out. You like you do you need a checklist because you've got, I mean, obviously away from baseball. So the football this weekend was the EPL Newcastle and Liverpool both played nil nil draws, didn't they? So that wasn't yeah particularly exciting. We were absolutely sawn off at the knees by the referee. Uh, unfortunately, you gave one of the most disgraceful decisions in the history of sports uh, at the risk of exaggeration. Uh, so that wasn't very, that wasn't very exciting. Um, if I've, uh, so yeah, football's been gone and obviously I play some uh, EPL fantasy stuff. And then I'm in the middle of two NFL drafts. Uh, there's a, I'm playing a two quarterback league, Moonaf, and I missed oh, the boat wow. on the quarterbacks. And my two quarterbacks are Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. What do you think of that? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh really, really. Oh, no. We had to set some keepers. Um, and I had my keepers were really good, like between rounds three and six. Cooper Cup, um, Debo, and Jalen Waddle. So I had a really good, but that meant I had no picks from rounds sort of two to seven. Okay. So I got a couple of running backs early. By the time round seven came along, there was nothing left. So, yeah, it was it. And then I, I had to toss a coin between Zach Wilson and Jared Goff uh, for my second QV show. Um, and then in the baseball, this is the last night of the regular season in the D-Gen League. Mm-hmm. And having sat, I went into the week in third. And I think yeah. I'm going to f- come out this tonight in seventh when six people make the playoffs. I have absolutely shit the bed moon off in this fantasy league. Um Cody Zebra's hunting me down for a place. And then uh, Sheba as well has also hunted me down. So I think we're all going to finish on ties. But on countback, 
Um, I think I'm going to finish seventh, having got into the week third, so I've completely and utterly bottled that one. Um, yeah, and then on top of this, this is my last thing I'm going to add. My picks have been absolutely horrible since about Wednesday. I've been, I've been busy. I've been working. I've had, like you say, football and stuff going on. And I just feel like I haven't had enough time to look at them. In Given the two options, you need to give me some advice here. Of either putting out picks that I haven't really invested a lot of time in or not giving a pick out. Which one do you think I'd be better off doing? Because what I've been doing is been having a little look, maybe a 15-minute look at the whole card, giving out two picks, mate, and they've been absolutely dog shit. At that point, do you, would you just like not give out a pick? Because I feel like what was my thought process was, if I threw out some, I might just the old blind squirrel and the nut technique, I might just go one and one or something and kind of stay under the radar. But it hasn't happened. I've gone like zero and 10 since Wednesday. I've been miles away. Yeah, and I, I, say, I say this on a lot of the pods that I, I do actually like guest appearances on where they're talking about just general sports betting overall. And I say the books are always obligated to put out uh, betting lines on sports that are happening, but we're oblig- or we have always the option of not having <laughs> yeah. to bet those games. So just to answer your question, I would probably look in the direction of hey if you're if you're not comfortable giving out picks or you haven't you know done your proper handicapping or whatever the case might be don't put out picks i mean you know there's been occasions where you know i was dealing with things whether it was with work related or with sgpn or with personal things where i wasn't you know my head wasn't there in and you know handicapping the games and i didn't want to put out bad quality picks so you know there's no there's no there's something to be ashamed about or, you know, to sell, tell yourself, hey, I'm having a rough few weeks. I'm going to take a, or I'm having a rough week. I'm going to take a couple of days off and and get back to it. You know, whenever you do have the proper time to handicap, because we know, Malcolm, especially in a game or in the season that we cover with MLB, there are how many games are there like 2000 some odd games <laughs> yeah. in the season and it's going to happen. It's a ride and you go up and down. So there's no reason to beat yourself up over it. it. It, you know, I've had bad weeks too. And you know, you had weeks where you've been absolutely on fire. So it just happens. Yeah. It's just like when we put that graphic up and your name's blank or your, your little yeah. squares are blank on there. It's, it's not a great feeling. Um, so yeah, I've had more time on my hands today though. Like I say, I work, I worked late Thursday night, worked late Saturday night. Uh, went out with my dad, took my dad out for his birthday on Friday. So there we go. Um, yeah, l- lots going on. But, but I have a big um, question. Okay, hit me. Are your are, are your bags already packed? Ah, well, and this is the other thing I think, Munaf, that has unquestionably been front and centre in my mind. I've been trying not to bore everybody else senseless with it because no one wants to hear about my trip. They're all, like, the kids go back to school on Monday. Like, everyone's back at work. Everyone's having a miserable time. The weather's turning colder. And I'm on the cusp of a trip of a lifetime. On Wednesday, I head out on on probably the most, the thing I look forward to most uh, for, for God knows how many years. So, yeah, not packed yet. Um, I've got a lot of my admin done. I need to go and do some emergency shopping tomorrow. Um, yeah, the the IT department will pack the bags anyway. She's in charge of all of that. Um, <laughs> I need to get my hair cut and tidy my beard up so I look a little bit less homeless uh, when I when I arrive. So I'm going to tidy myself up tomorrow, do a little bit of personal admin. Um, but yeah, oh mate, I'm incredibly uh, excited in, what, 24, 40, so 72 hours from now, um, I shall be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, trying look out to, uh, to well, trying to keep my head above water till the following Tuesday. I've got six nights to 
survive, A, survive, and then B, uh, flourish and prosper. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to meeting the boys, uh, Sean and Ryan and uh, yeah. Terrell and Cousin Mush and whoever else is going out there. Uh, looking forward to some sports book action. Looking forward to some shenanigans and some eats and drinks and a couple of beers as well. So, yeah, I'm really excited, mate. I uh, am going to do my very best to get out there. I know I, I told you that I have some things going on that I need to take care of first, but uh, as of today, we're uh, – I'll give a Don't minus, tease me. I'm going to put at minus 175. I'll be there at least for <laughs> at least for the weekend. Oh, yeah. I've just, I've just told you I can't pick a winner. I'm not going to put $10 on you at minus 175. I'll take the, I'll take the other option. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't let me down, Moon Hoffman. Um, <laughs> yeah, exciting times. Even my survivor picks, I need to get them sorted out. I listened to your podcast, uh, like I said last week, and tried to plot my way through. And uh, I just don't know what to do either. I've changed my mind about 53 times. It's sort of like the sleepless nights. I wake up and I've just got like, visions of the Jets badge or the Panthers badge flashing through my head like you've absolutely poisoned me the lot of you yeah <laughs> uh, the SGPN has got a lot to answer for me now um the uh the lines that we're going to give out tonight there's a few games off the board the the place to find all your all your best lines is it Winbet? um our headline sponsor here on the sports gambling podcast network um WinBet is it's a perfect time for new customers uh, with the NFL coming up next weekend. If you bet $100, you'll get a $100 free bet. And the casino open 24 hours a day too. You'll get a 100% deposit um, up to 1,000 books. The first quarterback, the three or five touchdown props are live as well. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet is the place to be. So they know that we sent you. Offer some better change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bets available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 0 The free rule football contest, uh, I'll tell you a little story about that in a moment, Muna. Um, college football contest, $1,500 up for grabs in the NFL contest, five grand in a two night stay at the Win Las Vegas. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Sign up through our Discord channel for those. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and another great new sponsor here, the Elias Sports Bureau. What a great to listen. Uh, you'll probably be familiar with some of their work. The um, the Bureau of the Official Statis Statisticians of US Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. So you can access team and player stats, set ahead team comparisons, all that sort of stuff uh, using the Elias Game Plan app which is a great companion if you're betting or playing fantasy for NFL, NBA and MLB. Everything you really need to know. Um, NFL season, don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app. Um, we've got a 14-day free trial um, of a monthly subscription plan but if you use the promo code SGPN. So that is the Elias Game Plan sports betting in the App Store or Play Store today. And use the promo code SGPN. Um, yeah, we'll get to the baseball in about 30 seconds before I tell you. I have already crashed out of the college football contest, Moodaf. I'm gone, dead. My 10,000 <laughs> shares are no more. <laughs> I told you I was having a bad week. That's another example of me having a bad week. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I discussed this with um, Dylan, I think, on the pod last week. So what I did, I took two teams on massive spreads, like minus 30-odd favourites, and I played the dog. 
Uh, so one went down on, I think it was Friday or Saturday. Then I had UTEP last night uh, with 31 and a half points and they lost by 32. So I put five grand on each of them. So that's me gone. So um, <laughs> that's a fewer competition for everyone. Uh, if you're going to enter the uh, free roll college football contest, you no longer have to beat me because I am finished. <laughs> so yeah, that made me giggle when I woke up this morning. Oh, bloody hell, here we go. Um, right, okay. Uh, Monday's card, 13 games. We have one double header. Um, I think we've only got three of these games off the board. Oh, sorry, the, the double header and two others. So we've got yeah. nine games with, with full line. So lots of stuff that we can get our teeth into. Uh, we will start with... Uh, so yeah, uh, Labor Day, Moonaf, quickly. Uh, yeah. What's Labor Day? You know, there isn't like an exact definition. It's just like a a a, a holiday for pretty much like labor. Like like I'll read you the exact definition. <laughs> well, I could have worked that out, Rudolf. It's pretty much. Like, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, there's no special. What do you mean so, for labor? So, so it's pretty much a Labor Day. It it is pretty much indicates like the end of the summer. <laughs> it indicates the end of the summer and beginning of the school year, but. Right, okay. school here, like and like you mentioned, your kids are going back to school tomorrow. But I think school usually here starts like around August. My sister in law is a teacher, and she went back. I think like the second week of August. But you know, if you want to go by definition, it's kind of it signifies the end of the summer and kids going back to school, and then you know celebrates the social economic achievements of American workers, meaning you know everybody that's in the labor force kind of gets a day off just to you know have a weekend. It's like Memorial Day and things like that. So it's just to recognize, you know, people in the working force and labor that that just you know get a day off. So that that's pretty much the official definition of what Labor Day is. Okay, fair now, enough. Now, if you I'll want the you dumbed-down vis- uh, vi- uh, version, it's just another American holiday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we'll just take the, the day off. <laughs> the British version would be, yeah, everyone goes to the pub on Sunday and gets out there truth, knowing they can, they can stay in bed on Monday. Um, so, yeah, so that's why I was asking this, because there's lots of day baseball, yeah, um, yeah. which they're not normally is on a Monday, so that now makes perfect sense, Muna. Um The first kickoff is a 12.35 Eastern. First pitch, and it is the New York Mets at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Taiwan Walker going for the New York Mets, and Mitch Keller gets the start for the Pirates. I'm just pulling my page up these lines on. Um, the Mets are 2-1 to one on, minus 200. The Pirates are plus 170. The total here is set at 8.5. Moonaf, you can lead us off. Yeah, the bets are struggling a little bit here, Malcolm. Um, they lost today as a – I think they lost their last two games, if I'm not mistaken, against the Washington Nationals. Um, I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, let's see. They got, they got batted 7-1. Yeah, and they had uh, – I forgot who was on the mound for them today. But, yeah, they got right. batted 7-1. to I, I had the minus 2.5 was- on the graphic today. <laughs> Carlo, yeah, it was Carlos Carrasco, and he lasted two and two-thirds, I think. Yeah. Um, and I know I saw Max Scherzer uh, on Saturday leave the game early. Whether it was Friday or Saturday, I forget which game it was. But they lost both their last games against the Nationals, 7-1. to one. But um, uh, in this game, like you mentioned, Taiwan Walker is on the mound. He's 10-3 and three on the season with 3.45 ERA. Last five games, 1-1 one one with a 6.98 ERA. But that ERA is a little inflated just because that one game he had against Atlanta Braves where he did give up eight earned runs. But other than that, he re- he's rebounded very nicely for the New York Mets, but unfortunately they haven't given him much run support. They've lost his last three straight starts. Um, 
Novo only provided five runs of uh, support to him over the last three starts. Um, and he's faced some quality opponents, right? He's faced the Braves, he's faced the Yankees, and he's faced the Dodgers, where he's pitched really well for them. Um, on the other side, it's Mitch Keller, um, four and ten, four with a four point four three ERA. Last five games, one and three with a 4.70 ERA. I think the one thing that kind of sticks out to me, and we've talked about a lot on the pod, is that uh, Mitch Keller's a player that I want to fade at home. He's 0-6 with a 4.81 ERA. So if there was going to be a spot for the Mets to you know, kind of shake off these wins against um, the Nationals that they suffered on Saturday and Sunday, it has to be this game against the Pirates. I mean, we saw the uh, Blue Jays come into town and win the series and just taking care of business against the lesser opponents of the National League. So I think this is an opportunity for the Mets to win these games against the Pirates because, again, the Braves are – they're they're on the they're on the they're right there on the door knocking on this division, Malcolm. Uh, I think they're now only two and a half or three games back um, are the Braves in this division. So now Mets going up against the Pirates. I'll take the run line on the on the Mets here at minus one and a half, minus one twenty against Mitch Keller, who is winless at home. Yeah, so the only off-putting thing here is the, the the kind of the form that the Mets are in. It's a little travel sport, not a not a huge issue. Um I've actually got written down, and I don't often pick this, is Pittsburgh on the run line. Um, I think the Mets might scramble home because that's kind of how they've been going about things. Lately. They've, yeah. been, they've been scuffing along a little bit. Pittsburgh had a... I think Pittsburgh had a decent win again today, actually. Um, Pittsburgh can throw in the odd um, the odd surprise victory. They're a, they're a, oh, sorry, no, they actually lost to the Blue they Jays. But they, they gave them a runner for their money today. And this, that's a great example of exactly the kind of game we're looking at. In fact, Jordan Romano um, pitched really well, actually, and got the Blue Jays out the shit a little bit um, mm-hmm. in the bottom of the ninth there. So this is a template of what I'm looking at tomorrow, is that exact game is Pittsburgh uh, with the one and a half start. To keep it close, uh, the Mets might just fall over the finishing line. So give me even money, uh, Pittsburgh on the run line, uh, take a little bit of a different tack into that one. Um, next up, we'll tackle the double header. Uh, both games are off the board, but we do have some pictures, so we can give you some info um, without necessarily giving you any picks on it. Um, the two games are the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the pitchers in game one, which is a 105 Eastern first pitch, are Kevin Gorsman and Jordan Lyles for Baltimore. Uh, game two, I have Jose Barrios and uh, Michael Bauman. Um, is going to be uh, get a spot start for Baltimore. So, yeah, no lines at all on this one. Um, game one is obviously the eye-catcher in terms of the starting pitchers. Uh, Kevin Gorsman and Lyles. Gorsman is 10-9 and nine on the season, a 314 ERA, 140 in a third with 164 strikeouts. Lyles is 10-9 and nine with a 425 ERA, 152 and one-third with 123 strikeouts. Gorsman's been relatively unpredictable um, in his last five starts. He's had two bad ones, two good ones, and a, and a sort of nothing middling start. Um, I you do have a little bit more trust in him uh, than Jordan Lyle. Toronto are actually playing quite well at the moment, uh, although Baltimore, until today, Baltimore got turned over. Um, I think that was my run line pick, actually. But if you said your Mets got absolutely bad, I took Baltimore, who lost 5 nothing to Oakland. Um, so before the day, Baltimore, both teams were on a on a decent winning streak. Uh, in fact, everyone except uh, the Yankees 
um, in that division. Just keep winning and winning and winning. The Yankees might, I think the Yankees have got one today. Um, but Tampa had, Tampa had won four, Toronto have won three, Baltimore had won four, and Boston had won five. Um, so, yeah, Lyle's, Jordan Lyle's last two starts have been great. This is quite a close one. Toronto will be favourites. I'll lean Toronto here. Um, but without any lines, I don't want to give out too much info. The second one is a bit weird because uh, Jose Barrios has been horrible for the Blue Jays. Uh, 6.92 ERA in his last five starts. Um, and then Michael Bowman, we don't know what we're getting. Um, he's not appeared in the big league since June. He's only pitched 12 innings, um, nine strikeouts in a 4.50 ERA. So he hasn't got um, laid up at all. So I, I just had no feel for this game at all, Moonaf. Um what I'd need is a number to take the over, possibly, because you expect... But there's no reason why Berrios won't give up more runs. Um, again, a decent offence in Toronto going up against uh, Bowman as well. You expect runs in there, but I do expect the, the line to be high. So um, I lean Toronto in the first game. I lean over in the second game, but I've got nothing else on top of that. Did you have any feelings on this one, Luna? No, I mean, uh, Jose Berrios has just been a guy that you probably want to fade on the road. Uh, three and four, 6.48 ERA. Is this in Toronto or is it Baltimore? I'm sorry, I didn't even ask. It's in that. Baltimore. Yeah, so Jose Berrios, I mean, like I mentioned there, 6.48 ERA. He did have a good outing against them uh, earlier this year. Um, and he, were, he went seven innings, allowed three earned runs. But, um, and that was actually at home uh, uh, in, in Toronto for Jose Berrios. So, uh, not much else for me there, Malcolm. I think that this is a spot for uh, just wait for the lines and see how it plays out, but definitely won't be backing Barrios, especially on the road. Okay. Um, we've got lots of fun new sponsors here, Moonaf, on the uh, yeah. on the show and on the network. Fubo TV uh, is another one, F-U-B-O uh, TV, um, which is, uh, if you're a football fan, uh, Fubo TV is great. Complete coverage of college and pro football and NFL Red Zone. I'm a big Red Zone man on a Sunday night. Uh, plus games in 4K, no extra charge. Uh, over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment. Uh, it's a fraction of the price of cable. Uh, you can watch it on all your devices, so you never need to miss uh, your favourite show or a game again. Um, with the cloud-based DVR. There's no contract either, no commitment. You can cancel it anytime. If you can try Fubo TV free for seven days, get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. The promo guys as well, uh, promoguy.us is the place to be. They're going to sort you out with... Uh, with all your bonuses to make sure that you get the best value for your money. They'll track all the um, promotions, bonuses, opening offers, things like that. Uh, Risk-free deposits, um, $1,000 um, odds boosts, uh, and the best analytics in the business. Loads of free picks as well. Promoguy.us um, is the guy to betting smart. That is promoguy.us. And finally, Sleeper, um, the fantasy platform which I am currently checking about every three minutes uh, for the drafts that I'm doing um, I assume you have your fantasy league on there and we've told you for a little while now about this overall under game yeah, but next weekend will be the time to start playing it on the NFL. It's integrated into your fantasy experience. So if you, for example, uh, you want Derek Carter to throw three touchdowns and he's on your fantasy team, you can click the button next to his name. You can uh, select your stake and you'll be able to bet on that player prop. Uh, so it's really good fun. And like I say, it's the first thing that is linked um, to your fantasy experience and integrated. Um, 
what you need to do is go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Uh, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Our promo code is SGP. Sleeper.com slash SGP for the $100 match bonus. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. 105 first pitch is the Minnesota Twins at the New York Yankees. Chris Archer gets to start for the Twins. And on the hill for the New York Yankees will be Jamison Tyone. Uh, lines are Minnesota plus 155. The Yanks are minus 180. The total here is set at eight moon off. Uh, New York eventually got to win today. They need to put a little run together. Uh, the yeah. Yankees can they can hear the footsteps. Um, can can they get this one done tomorrow? Footsteps, or do you think they're actually knocking on the door now? It's where uh, yeah, it's it's loud footsteps. They're, they're coming up the path, moon off. That's where they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's a down to a five-game lead. I think that was a big win for the Yankees today because if they would have gotten swept by the race, that would have only been a three-game lead now for the Yankees. But they do get the victory on Sunday. It's a five-game lead now. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Chris Archer uh, and the Twins come to town who they're also in a battle of the AL Central themselves. Um, they're going to get a victory over the Chicago White Sox, uh, but the White Sox do take two out of three for them. But now Chris Archer... Headed to Yankee Stadium, two and seven on the season with a four point five two ERA, eighty one strikeouts and forty five walks. Last five games, he's zero and two with a six point zero four ERA, and on the road this season, zero and four with a four point eight seven ERA. Um, and he's faced some, he's faced good offenses over his last two games. Went up against the Astros in Houston, where the Houston tagged him for five uh, earned runs in four innings. And then he faced uh, the Boston Red Sox in his last start where the Twins did get the victory, but he did give up four earned runs to the Red Sox in just four and one-thirds innings pitch. So, I mean, you talk about this uh, – or let me get to uh, Tyone here. He's 12-4 and four on the season with a 3.97 ERA. Last five games, 2-2 two and two with a 4 ERA. Uh, has faced Minnesota once uh, earlier this year where he did go four innings and gave up four earned runs in those matchups. He's a lot better at Yankee Stadium where he is 6-2 and two with a 3.73 ERA. Um, and the Yankees have won two straight starts in which he has started for them, uh, putting up runs of 7-13. and 13. Eventually, Malcolm, this offense for the Yankees at some point has to turn it around. Uh, it's pretty much been Aaron Judge, and that has been pretty much it for this Yankees offense. Now you have Chris Archer coming into town. Is this an opportunity for them to get those victory or get a victory here and then that offense to break out? I think so. I think this might be the spot for the Yankees here. Um, I know Tyone hasn't been sent so great since the All-Star break. Uh, you take a look at his splits uh, since the All-Star break, 2-2 two and two with a 4.24 ERA, where before the All-Star break, he was 10-2. and two with a 3.86 ERA. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to put some faith in the Yankees here. I do like their team total over in this game, Malcolm. Um, it's a minus 180 price right now, but yeah. uh, I would possibly look at the Yankees run line in the first five innings with Chris Archer out there because we've talked about a lot that they he only goes about four to five innings uh, for the uh, Minnesota Twins. So I think that they can get to him early. So Yankees, first five run line for me and their team total in this game as well. Yeah, I just thought this might be a little bit of a slow burner, Munaf. I, I don't mind Chris Archer. Like you say, you don't get much length out of him, unfortunately. Um, but the both offences are kind of scuffling. Minnesota have just gone off the boil a little bit recently. They don't yeah. kind of do an awful lot for me, Minnesota. They, do, they just don't do a lot. Um, they're, they're very, very bang average, in fact. And they, they haven't got a great road record. They're very heavily relied um, on their home record. So 
the Yankees would be the lean, but I came down on the under. Yeah, this is why I often say this: that this look, I'll take the under eight, uh, but it's going to be a push. This is going to be New York are going to win this five to three or something like that. Um, yeah, so I'll take the under, and then I'll happily accept my money back when this lands exactly on eight. So, um, yeah, two decent pitches. Um, I like, I do like Archer. Um, so maybe a first five under might be a way to play it as well. But I've got the full game under written down, um, and I'll stick, I'll stick to my guns there, um, and accept my money back when this pushes on eight. <laughs> a push would be a great result for me at the moment. I'd be absolutely money in the bank a push. Um, I had a friend send to me once. Uh, I hope I break even today. I need the money, which was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the the, uh, the option of not having a bet wasn't one he was prepared to take. Um, but yeah, wanted a break even. Uh, for Tennyson first pitch is the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Michael Wacker uh, is going for the Boston Red Sox. Tampa Bay are officially TBD. I've got Lewis Patino. Uh, going for the Rays. So this game is off the board uh, with no pitcher <clears throat> for the Rays. Um, I'll give you uh, I'll give you the pitching stats in, in a lean, but uh, Michael Wacker's record is now 10-1, um, impressively. Yeah. Uh, 256 ERA, 95 innings and 76 strikers. Um, Patino is 1-1, one one, 395 ERA. He's only pitched 13 and two-thirds with seven punches. Um, <clears throat> Michael Wacker's been fine. Like I say, that record's up at two and one. His ERA's been great. Um, he's only given up four earned runs. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's given up four earned runs in two of his last five starts, including, crucially, two starts ago against the Tampa Bay Rays. So I think he's kind of... I wasn't buying him last week. And he's done enough to prove me wrong, actually. But I think Tampa Bay can get to him. And Patino, this is his first start since July the 23rd. Sorry, his first start since July the 23rd was last week. Um, he managed five and two-thirds scoreless against Kansas City. Where Patino's had a problem is his K's per nine have been horrible, around about four and a half. And his walks per nine aren't far off the same number, which is never a good sign. Um, but there's a lot of hope to be taken from Patino's start last week against Kansas City. Um, we did mention that every, all the teams in that division were rolling along a little bit. Obviously, Tampa Bay have lost today. But before that, we're going along a bit better. And I do think Tampa Bay need it more. Um, I think Patino can go well tomorrow. Um, and I would take a little bit of a punt. There might even be a dog. This could be a pick a moon off, actually. I've got a real hard to feel where these lines might come out. You can maybe give me a steer uh, towards that one. But I'm going to lean towards um, Lewis Patino and the Tampa Bay Rays on the money line. Yeah, I mean, you, we talked about the Red Sox uh, on the pod is that they struggle and they have struggled this season against AL East opponents for whatever the reason is. I mean, you take a look against the Yankees this season, the Red Sox are 6-7 and seven. against the Tampa Bay Rays. They're 4-9. and nine. Against the Toronto Blue Jays, the Red Sox are 3-13. and 13. So outside of the division, they've been great. But for whatever reason, all the teams in the division have actually owned the Red Sox. And even against the Orioles, the Orioles are 7-5 and five against the Red Sox. So Michael Walker, you mentioned, he's been pitching absolutely great for them. But, you know, you mentioned there that he did face a raise. Yeah, he struggled against them. He's Despite being 2-0 and oh this season, he does give up the runs to them. Um I, I understand that the Rays are they they need the win or they 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 do need the wins right they're they're in that wild card race they're trying to hunt down their Yankees um, in the in the wild or in the division there 
if if I had to take a pick in this game, I would probably look at taking the uh, Red Sox run line in this game. Um, and then I just feel like that if the Red Sox are down in this game uh, and if they get out to an early, you might want to come back and take a look at the Rays uh, live. Um, I, I think that you're right. This might be closer to a pick em than uh, an actual huge line that we're used to seeing with the Red Sox. Uh, just because Michael Walker, like you mentioned, has just been going around really, really good for the Red Sox, especially he's like, what, 4-0 and over his last five games. Um, tricky one without a line, but I- I'm going to lean I'll-, I'll lean with the Red Sox run line in this game. And then if they do get ahead, I'm going to come back and probably look at the race live. But I don't think that does any justice for the listeners. So uh, gun to my head, I would probably go Red Sox. <clears throat> Red Sox. Uh, I know this is of no interest to anybody in the world except me. Um but sweating this final playoff place live in the DJs League. I've just gone back into sixth place, which will get me a playoff spot, because in the other game, uh, Ryan's Ryan Gilbert's whip has dropped to 104, and Sheba's whip is at 105. So I'm literally sweating out on one swing of a bat. It's going to see me finishing sixth and seventh. So I'm excited if nobody else is. Uh, come on, Ryan, you can do it for me. Uh, <laughs> next did I, I did give a pick on that game, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Four Eastern first pitch, the Milwaukee Brewers at the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Freddie Peralta for Milwaukee and Ryan Feltner uh, will go for the Rockies. Uh, the lines are further up the page, I reckon. There they are. Milwaukee are minus 155. Colorado plus 135. The total here is set at 11, Munaf. We like taking Colorado at home. Uh, quite a big price here tomorrow. Do you fancy them? Yeah, I'm not sure I can get behind Ryan, Ryan Feltner. Uh, two and six on the season, 5.78 ERA for the Colorado Rockies over his last five games. One and three with a 5.81 ERA. Um, he's, he, he is actually... I mean, to his standards and his ERA this season, he's been pretty good. But he, uh, at least over the last two games, I'm sorry, is what I'm trying to say. He faced the Mets and the uh, Braves, and he only he allowed three earned runs to each of those teams within, I think, the first five innings or so before he got pulled out of those games. But um, at home this season, he is let's see, two and two with a 5.52 ERA. Um, and again, Freddie Peralta, he, he's come back for the Milwaukee Brewers, four and three with 3.56 ERA. Last five games, one and one with a 2.08 ERA and on the road. Uh, 30 innings pitched, only allowed nine earned runs. And we talked, I'm sorry, a lot about if we want to throw the stats out the window when you're going into Coors Field. Um, I think the Brewers need this game more than anything, right? Because they're, they're, they're faltering a little bit. They lost some key games to the Diamondbacks. Um, they're still in action on Sunday afternoon, and now you have to travel from um, Arizona in the desert to the the Colorado Rockies um, altitude. Oh man, that it's just a travel spot is is kind of throwing me off here, especially it is being an earlier start here during the day. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rockies run line. Give me the plus one and a half minus oh, one point five wow. uh, in this okay. game. Okay. Um, I, it's it's just a travel spot there, Malcolm. If they had a day off in yeah, these yeah. games, I would take the Brewers. But from them going to Arizona to Colorado into altitude, I, I think the Rockies and they're they've been they've been shocking some people. They they've been competitive uh, in some of these games. So I'm going to take the Rockies plus one and a half minus one twenty five. Um, as a side, I actually came down the other way, but minus one fifty five didn't really interest me on the Brewers just because Colorado are always. Uh, a little bit better value at home. Um, 
what my handicap revolved around was Freddie Peralta, really, and how much he's been improving. Um, he looked yeah. slightly, you could have been worried for him when he first came back from the injury, uh, but not recently. I think he's been great. Um, it is a small sample, but he's had um, he's had two appearances at Colorado in his career. One of them was only um, a third of an inning, so we scrapped that. But the other one, he pitched five and two thirds, scoreless. Um, struck out 13. I know uh, Noah often talks about the kind of pitcher uh, that will struggle to, to throw maybe their off-speed stuff or what have you. Um, in that, I think Freddie Peralta will just turn up and throw gas tomorrow. Um, so I've only just picked up on that little stat as well, that that 13 strikeout start uh, in Coors Field. So why I actually came down was the total on the under because um, I think Freddie Peralta can limit Colorado. Um and they do have a, a good bullpen as well. So if Freddie goes well, I don't expect that pen really to to struggle either. Uh, Devin Williams come, can come in and they'll just uh, they, they can keep it to under 11. 11 looked far too high with behind Peralta, who I've been following lately, uh, and I think can go quite well. So uh, that would be my play there. 4.15, Eastern first pitch, the Washington Nationals at the St. Louis Cardinals. Annabelle Sanchez uh, goes, Annabelle Sanchez goes for the Washington Nationals and Jack Flaherty is back for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the lines are I just had money lines earlier. Actually, I've got a full, a full uh, cart of lines here. Washington plus two or five St. Louis minus two forty five total set at eight and a half. Uh, Muna Flaherty's back again. What we expecting? Yeah, Jack Flaherty gets back for the rotation here for uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. I think it's a great time for him to be back. Uh, you know, hopefully he's able to stay healthy. I know uh, he missed um, time or over the past uh, two plus months with the shoulder uh, issue. He had some good uh, minor league starts um, in his rehab starts for the St. Louis Cardinals, but I'm not sure this is the exact spot that I want to get behind Jack Flaherty, especially, you know, coming back from an injury. Um, at a $2 price, I usually avoid those games until I do see how he's looked because, you know, he could come in and, and just have some control issues and, and things like that. Uh, just being back off of the IL, especially when you're dealing with a shoulder thing, right? But I think the more important thing here is we talked a lot about Anibal Sanchez and then just kind of fading him, but he's actually been pretty good over his last three games here, Malcolm. Um, in his last five games, he's one in one with a 3.08 ERA. He did face the St. Louis Cardinals earlier this year where he did get blown up for six turn runs for in five and two thirds innings pitched. But on the road, despite being winless at 0-2, he does have a 3.72 ERA. So he's been going along pretty well. I think the issue with Sanchez has been that he needs to keep the walks down because he's allowed at least um, two walks in, uh, in five straight starts. In two of those games, he gave up at least three walks uh, to the opposition. Shockingly enough, the Nationals have won four straight starts when Annabelle Sanchez <laughs> has started uh, for the uh, for the Washington Nationals. And over the last three games, uh, the Sanchez and the bullpen has only allowed one run in each of those uh, past three games. And I know it's been against the A's and the Mariners and the Padres, but I think that it seems like he's kind of found some form here. I don't know. This is a little tricky game for me. I, I, again, the Nationals went into New York. They took two out of three from the Mets. Can they continue it here against the Cardinals? It's a possibility, especially with Jack Flaherty coming off of that IL. Tricky spot here. I know the Cardinals' offense has been really good. 
Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a little reluctant here, my, Malcolm. I'm going to go with the run line here on the Washington Nationals, plus one and a half, <laughs> minus 120. I think Sanchez could get it done here. I think maybe if you want to look at the first five-inning run line for Washington Nationals as well, uh, I think that's a possibility for um, for the Nationals in this game as well. Yeah, it's interesting play. It's, uh, Lane um, in the chat is siding with the result, Moon, after either the first five uh, for the Nats. I mean, people are still crediting me for resurrecting the career of Anamal Sanchez uh, by fading <laughs> him on the run line for his last three starts. I mean, uh, it's like Dr. Bamford will see you now. If someone's got a problem with the game, I can sort it out. All I've got to do is fade you. Um, and he suddenly turned into Sandy Koufax. Um <laughs> So what I've got written down here, this is the least helpful handicap. Sanchez, who knows? Exclamation mark. Flaherty, also, who knows, exclamation mark. So the answer is not me. Um, you can't take St. Louis at that price. Um, obviously, Flaherty's a great pitcher, but um, he's been up and down like a bride tonight with these injuries this season. Uh, so you can't take the minus 245. You'd be mad, so which leaves you to either the total or one of these Washington plays. I thought the over eight and a half was a possibility because, like you said, the Cards' offense is good. I do expect, I'm still not having it on Sanchez. Um, so I expect them to score a few of them. And you see, Washington have been more than competitive over the last few nights as well. So Washington um, could put uh, three or four runs on the board and help us get over that total of eight and a half to. Uh, next up, 640 Eastern first pitch, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Diego Padres. I think this is the final game that is off the board of these games we're handicapping tonight. Uh, the D-backs pitcher will be Ryan Nelson uh, for San Diego. Um, I've got Blake Snell going for the Padres tomorrow. Uh, they play Sunday night baseball tonight, which is right. probably why they are off the board tomorrow. Um, Ryan Nelson, name you're probably not hugely familiar with. Um, it's going to be his debut tomorrow. Um, hasn't pitched in the bigs. He was just outside the MLB pipeline top 100 um, pitchers. He's, it's going to be a fastball, curveball combo. That's what you're going to get out of Nelson tomorrow. Apparently, it's quite the, the, the term I've heard used is explosive uh, for his fastball. So he could be a fun a fun watch here. Um, Blake Snell for San Diego, um, six and seven with a 387 ERA, 93 innings, 124 strikeouts. Um, he had a bad start two outings ago against Cleveland, but he's been generally good and he has been improving. He was another one, a little bit like Freddie Peralta earlier on, who when he first got back uh, from injury, looked a bit wobbly and then all of a sudden he's just improved. Um, this does look like a good spot uh, for San Diego. I know I was kind of tempted a little bit with the rookie Rudolph. How many times this time last year did we jump on a rookie pitcher not seen? And yeah. get them get them over the line at plus one eighty, plus two twenty, those kind of prices. There's another one later on that we can talk about in the Houston game when we get to that. Um I just couldn't really pull the triggers. Yeah, it's a good spot for for San Diego tomorrow. Um they're gonna be very, very short price. So I'm kind of relieved this this game's off the board because it gets me out um out of having to make a pick moon off. Um, um A, do you know anything about Ryan Nelson? And B, would you would you be looking to play that angle again that, that served us so well last year. Yeah, I think this is a maybe a, a spot where, number one, we talk about pitchers coming up in September that we don't have a lot of information about or even you know the opposition or the opposing teams. 
don't have, you know, tape and, and a scouting report on these guys. And, and that's where you can take advantage of those prices. And again, another point being, like you mentioned, that San Diego is going to be coming off that game against the uh, L.A. Dodgers on Sunday night baseball. So that's a spot that we've talked a lot about fading. So they're going to have to travel from L.A. to San Diego. It's not a big trip, obviously, because, you know, it's in California. But again, how do you kind of get up for the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? Just because they are one of the you know worst teams in the National League. So for me, I would probably look into the Arizona Diamondbacks direction. And I think that I would take the plus money here with Diamondbacks, um, you know, just kind of fading. Um fading these uh, San Diego Padres again going up against a rookie pitcher and also just coming off that Sunday night baseball game where you know that intensity is up anytime you're facing the Los, uh, Los Angeles uh, Dodgers yeah I think it's certainly worth uh, certainly worth a punt and I think over the next four or five weeks um, we'll be looking at a lot of these uh, rookie pitchers that come up uh, just to see if we can get one or two fancy prices uh, over the finish line, uh, Albert Pujols has just hit another dinger, according to Lynn, uh, to put the cards to. And a look over the Cubs uh, in the bottom of the eighth in that one. Miles Mikolas has gone eight scoreless there. Um, the Chicago White Sox against the Seattle Mariners is a 6.40 Eastern first pitch. Lance Lynn for the Chicago White Sox and Marco Gonzalez, the lefty, will go for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, lines are close. Uh even money for the Chicago White Sox. Um, plus 100 Seattle, minus 120. Totally is set at seven and a half. Um, the White Sox have had quite a lot of airtime, both on the podcast and in our little chat room um, the last few nights. Since I believe you and, uh, you and Noah talked them up um, on Thursday or Friday night when I wasn't on the show. Um, and yeah, they're going along nicely. Lancelin is four and five with a 470. ERA has pitched 84 and one third with 91 strikeouts. Marco Gonzalez is 10 and 12, 399 ERA, 146 and two thirds with 80 strikeouts. Um, Lanson's been rolling. Uh, his last three starts have all only given up one earned run, and you're getting good length out of him as well. No reason why. He can't perform again tomorrow. Uh, Marco Gonzalez has been steady. Um, he is what he is. That number, uh, the 399 ERA, the Ks per nine. You're going to get, that's what you get out of him. He's um, unspectacular, but uh, you can kind of rely on him to to replicate that stat line all the time. Uh, before tonight, before the Sunday games, say both teams are going well. Mariners had won six. The White Sox had won four. Um, I trust Chicago... And Lanson, Lanson, a little bit more here. Um, just it's a, it's a, it's a marginal feel of Lynn over Gonzalez. Probably like half a run in it, nothing more. Um, but at the prices, um, Chicago White Sox is going to be my pick at plus one hundred. Yeah, uh, this is a big series for both of these teams, right? We talked a lot about the White Sox, like you mentioned, with uh, them now being in the hunt for the AL Central. Um, and the Mariners have been playing really good baseball there in that driver's seat in the AL wildcard race for uh, a playoff spot there. So big series is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you mentioned Lance Lynn has been in great form over his last three games. Uh, the one area he does get into trouble a little bit is on the road where he is 0-3 with a 5.59 ERA. But two of his last three starts, like you mentioned there, Malcolm, have actually been on the road where he went into Cleveland five and two-thirds, only allowed one earned run. And then he went into Camden Yards in Baltimore, six innings pitch, only allowed one earned run as well. So 
you're right. I think he's finding a form here a little bit. Uh, hopefully he can carry that against his Seattle Mariners team. Marco Gonzalez, um, like you mentioned, he's just been steady. I think that's the perfect word for him. He's kind of, you know, uh, keeping the ship uh, abroad, I guess we can say, for the uh, Seattle Mariners. He's 4-1 and one over his last five games, 4.13 ERA um, at home. The record is, let's see here, six and five with a three point four six ERA. You know, there's something too when we talked a lot about the White Sox, especially last season, that they were doing well against left-handed pitching. Is this one of those opportunities for them? I think so. I I, I kind of like the the spot that they are, the recent form they're in as well, right? I think they have. There's a reason for them to come out and play well because they know that they are in that AL Central Division race now uh, against the Guardians and the Twins. So they took two out of three from the Twins. I think they go to Seattle at least till game one here. Um, against the Mariners, so I'll, I agree with you. I'm going to take the Mariners. Uh, sorry, the White Sox in this game as well behind Lance Lynn. Yeah, the the fact I put the White Sox up today is my pick, and um, for this game on Monday, we were laughing because it, you you and uh, Noah believe that I'm just trying to jinx your White Sox pick, don't you? Um, and I'm not going to deny it, Moodaf. There was quite a lot of that involved. <laughs> I thought I needed to break the streak, and like the only way I could think of was a bit like the Annabelle Sanchez thing, was to pick them myself. And sure enough, I've managed to... Uh, did, they, did they lose today? They did lose, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I, um, I needed to do it. Sorry, Moonaf. It was, uh, it was, it's a dog, dog world. And I, I had to do... Sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Um, run your pool. I know, Moonaf, you commission a load of stuff um, over there. It's a home of competition, um, bringing sports fans and... Uh, all of our social circles together uh, to compete and connect. Loads of stuff going on. Pick'em, survivors, fantasy pools. Um, it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming uh, with loads of customizable features. Um, we have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for the SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Um, it's $500 in cash and $250 gift certificate uh, to the SGP and store of the winner. Go to runyourpool.com. Uh, sorry, play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Uh, you'll get in there with all the other DGENs and try and win a few quid. Um, Odds Trader, um, another fantastic tool as well uh, that you could really do with using. Uh, Odds Trader will firstly compare odds uh, from all the major sports books, uh, as well as give you all different sign-up codes for all your promotions and bonuses. So you really will get the best bang for your book if you do those two things. Uh, once you're um, up and running, you've got your money ready to go. Um, you've got things like player stats, key game stats, injury reports, game day weather, um, so you can make the most informed bets possible. Uh, live scores, play-by-play updates, um, and the bet tracker. Bet tracker is a great tool as well, so you know where you stand, how are you getting on with your bankroll, uh, go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Um, Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Next, we have uh, four games left to handicap here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. This is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. This is the Texas Rangers at the Houston Astros, where Martin Perez, lefty, will go for the Texas Rangers. And Hunter Brown, uh, the pitcher I alluded to slightly earlier, uh, will make his debut for the Houston Astros. Texas a plus 140. Uh, Houston a minus 165. Total here is set at eight. Um, I think you might be going to this game, Moonaf. Tell us about that and then tell us what you know about Hunter Brown. 
Yeah, the the wife got tickets from work, um, some free tickets. So we're going to be out there for the game between the Rangers and the Astros. Uh, Martin Perez, like you mentioned, 10 and 5 on the season, 2.89 ERA, 144 strikeouts, 54 walks. Uh, last five games, he's only one in three with a 4.82 ERA. And it's crazy to think that this is already his uh, fifth start against the Astros uh, this uh, season. He just did face them. Back on August 31st, earlier this week, where um, he gave up five earned runs to them and five innings pitched, went on to lose that game. Seven, sorry, five to three. Uh, Astros covered the run line in that game. And, you know, the kind of take a look at the left handed uh, WRC plus numbers against left handed pitching for the Houston Astros over the last two weeks. And the Astros are top 10 in that category at 122. And I think just having that familiar familiarity with uh, Martin Perez and being in the same division and then just seeing them for the fifth time, I think that's an edge for the Astros. Uh, you mentioned it. Hunter, Hunter Brown is going to get a start here for the Houston Astros. Um, he's coming out of their AAA minor league system. He posted a 2.55 ERA uh, in the uh, AAA system for the Houston Astros. He has a 30 31.5 strikeout rate percentage in 106 innings pitched uh, for the Houston Astros uh, system there. Uh, control is going to be the key for Hunter Brown because he, as great as he is striking uh, batters out, he has a really poor uh, walk rate percentage, which is at 10.6. And if you kind of go through his game log, uh, he does give it up. He's, he's given up at least two walks. And I think I want to say uh, seven out of the last eight starts that he had, uh, in the minor league system for the Houston Astros strikeouts are there as well, but I don't know, Malcolm, I, I think this is a spot. I, I I'm going to back the Astros here. Give me the hometown team. Um, I think that we talked about earlier where it, it's difficult for teams. that really don't have tape on pitchers that they haven't seen. I think this might be one of those spots. Astros have faced, like I mentioned, the, uh, Martin Perez five times this year. And they, over this last two starts, uh, they've beaten them and they've covered the run line. So I, I do like the Astros here to take care of business against Martin Perez and um, and the Texas Rangers. Um, my entire handicap for you, Moonaf, came down to the prices. Um, so I love to take the new kids, love to take the rookies, like we talked about, for the reasons you just mentioned. Um, often a lot of value to be had in them. Um, like there will be on Ryan Nelson with the D-backs tomorrow. However, there's no value here at minus 165. I don't know how you can play um, a prospect who might have nerves. Um, we're not sure what we're going to get out of him or how long he's going to go at minus 165. It's almost, the prices here have forced me um, into taking Texas at plus 140. And Press is a decent pitcher. Um, so mm -hmm. I kind of know what we're going to get. It's not even as if they've made it a pick him in, in your choosing which side. I just think, and that's it. That's my handicap here. Um, Brown, Hunter Brown might come out and be absolutely lights out. The Astros could get to uh, Perez, the lefty, for three or four runs. As you've just said, they go well um, against the left-handed pitchers. But at the prices, um, yeah. you have to take Texas. Like Sometimes that's what you're, you're looking for is a better... Um, it's not often we handicap sort of... from. I feel like I've handicapped this from the bottom up rather than from the top down, um, kind of uh, a little bit. Uh, oh God, I don't know the word. I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive a little bit is that I've gone from the other way up. But yeah, that was my lead. I just think you have to, and Martin Perez is not a bad pitcher at all. Um, yeah. So you've got a, a trusted pitcher going up against a rookie and they want to give me 140, uh, plus 140. So yeah, 
I'll uh, I'll take the plus one forty, uh, and I've got no problem being improved on. Um, hopefully, Hunter Brown goes really well for you, Moonaf, and uh, then you have a fun you have a fun evening at the park. Um, Eight ten Eastern first pitch is the Cleveland Guardians at the Kansas City Royals. Tristan McKenzie will go for Cleveland, and for Kansas City, um, I've got Brady Singer going. He's officially TBD, but we do have lines, so the books must be fairly confident that Singer's going as well. Uh, Cleveland is minus 125. KC are plus 105. Total is set at 7.5. McKenzie is kind of the the great hope now for Cleveland with um, Savali and Plezak hitting the IL for them. Uh, They need to get some wins under the belt, and McKenzie's someone they need to do it behind. Um, he's 9-11 on the season with a 3.18 ERA. This pitched 152 and two-thirds with 149 strikeouts. Uh, Brady Singer is 7-4, 3.33 ERA. has pitched 121 and two-thirds with 124 strikeouts. Um, McKenzie's been great. Um, really consistent, actually. He's levelled out at 2.48 in his last five starts. His last four have gone 2-3, two, 2-2. Two, and two. Um. Singer also 232 in his last five. Looks like a pitching duel. Um, the extra half a run, this seven and a half, um, means I'll happily take the under here. And um, it looked it was a uh, looked like a seven and a push. Uh, looked a bit like the the New York and the Minnesota line from early on. But seven and a half, I think we can get on the right side of. Um, Cleveland haven't scored many runs at all lately. Um, and Casey, as much as they've been competitive, still aren't a high octane offense. So I think this could be this could be a good pitching duel, and we can see something like a three to two or even a four to three game, uh, and we'll get the under seven and a half moon. Yeah, this is like a really good pitching matchup, like you mentioned. Tristan McKenzie has been going around really well despite having a nine and eleven record. Um, they they just haven't given him the run support. I mean, you take a look at the last four or five games: one zero loss to the Astros, two to, uh, sorry one zero win against the Astros, two to one loss against the Toronto Blue Jays, five two win against the White Sox. Three to one loss against the Mariners last start. Four nothing loss to the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So they just haven't given that run support. And Brady Singer this season has been surprisingly very good for the Kansas City Royals. Seven and four, three point three three ERA. Um, this was in Kansas City, or is it in? Um, this is in Kansas. Yeah. So oh, in in Missouri, Moonaf, as I was uh, corrected Missouri. last night by everyone in the Discord. Thank you, pedantic uh, bastards. I can. <laughs> I can understand the frustration there. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's 6-2 and two at home is Brady Singer with a 3.01 ERA. Uh, he has gotten a little bit of trouble against the Guardians, but again, again, he's in he's in great form. Uh, I agree 100% about the picture with the um, with the under in this game um, for the uh, for, for this game between the Royals and the Guardians. Okay, and the penultimate game is uh, 938 first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the LA Angels. Uh, officially TBD for Detroit. I've got Tyler Alexander um, going for the Tigers. And Jose Suarez, left-handed pitcher, will go for the LA Angels. I think the books agree with me on Alexander. Um, the Tigers are plus 155. The Angels are minus 180. Totally ever set at eight and a half. Munaf, um, Detroit at the Angels. Yeah, Tyler Alexander, three and eight on the season, four point seven six ERA, thirty-seven strikeouts, sixteen walks. Last five games has not been very pretty for him. One and three with a five point nine six ERA. He's prone to giving up runs, Malcolm. I mean, that's just what it is with this guy. Um, over his, uh, even on the road, he's one and five with a six point five one ERA. Uh, 
last start was against the Mariners. He gave up two earned runs and four and two thirds, and he went on to lose that game. The uh, Tigers have lost four of his last five starts, um, and they've given up at least five earned runs in every single one of those starts uh, when Tyler Alexander is on the mound. Um, looking at, uh, <clears throat> sorry, looking at the opposition here for uh, for this game for the Tigers, uh, Angels. They're coming off a series against oh, – they're going to be at home here, uh, I believe. Yeah, so they have a series this weekend against the Astros. Jose Suarez on the mound, left-handed pitcher for the uh, LA Angels on the season. He is 5-6 and six with a 4.10 ERA. He's been pretty good over his last five games, 3-2 three and two with a 2.51 ERA. At home, 3-3 three and three with a 4.54 ERA. Um, quickly want to see what the splits are for this team against left-handed pitching for the Detroit Tigers. Tigers are number 15, so they're about league average against left-handed pitching. I just don't trust Tyler Alexander in the situation, Malcolm. I mean, I read the numbers there. Not very pretty for him. I would possibly just look at the LA Angels run line here, minus 1.5, plus 125. As crazy as it may sound, I just don't trust the Tigers in the situation. Traveling the travel from the East Coast over to uh, over to LA in this game, and I believe they were at home this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, they face Kansas City, so now they have to go from Detroit to the West Coast. Uh, I'll take the Angels run line plus 125 in this game, Malcolm. Uh, tomorrow, moving off, might be a day where you want to save your money because I've made the exact same pick as you again. Um, <laughs> the uh, Alexander's just, um, he's had one really poor start, but the rest are no more than average. Um, 596 uh, ERA over his last five starts. Suarez has been okay. I've, I've watched Suarez quite closely, actually, over the last month. Um, good, if unspectacular. Um, the Angels have been a little bit better lately as well. Um, they got a six and four record over the last ten. And Detroit have kind of just gone back into their shells. They had a little uh, a little purple patch in the middle of last week, or maybe it was the week before where they scored a few runs, but uh, they've just dropped off um a little bit again, lost two in a row. Um so yeah, the Angels on the run line, uh, plus one twenty-five, uh, look like a really uh, acceptable price for me to take there moving off. Um finally, ten ten Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants at the LA Dodgers. Uh, Logan Webb will go for the Giants. And Andrew Heaney, the lefty, is on the bump for the Dodgers, who are minus 195 favourites. San Francisco on the road are plus 165. Totally is set at eight and a half. Uh, Munaf, uh, good-looking game. Uh, Giants at the Dodgers. Yeah, Logan Webb has been a pitcher that I kind of want to back when he's pitching at home. Because he is eight and five with a two point seven zero ERA, but they're going to be on the road here to LA, a small trip there where he's three and three with a three point one two ERA. Doesn't really differentiate a lot of differentiation on that ERA two point seven at home, three point one two at home. But I'll filter this down and see how he's done against the Dodgers. At least uh, let's go back to last season since twenty twenty one, one and one with a three point six seven ERA. He's faced him about five times. Did have a start earlier this year on August 1st against the Dodgers, where the Dodgers got to him six earned runs and five innings pitched um, in that game where the Dodgers went on to win an 8-2. to two. Andrew Haney on the mound. Uh, he's been pretty solid ever since he's been starting for this Dodgers team, 2-1 and one with a 2.12 ERA, 70 strikeouts, 12 walks for Andrew Haney last five games, 1-1 one one with a 3.47 ERA at Dodger Stadium this season, 2-0 and oh with a 1.05 ERA. So he, he's been going along very well. Um 
uh, let me see if he's faced the Giants this season. I doubt he has because he hasn't. Does that? Oh, actually, had yeah, August first, he faced them. He threw four innings, only allowed one earned run, and that was the exact pitching matchup that was uh, that's happening on Monday. That happened on uh, August first between Logan Webb and Andrew Haney, where, like I said, Dodgers went on to win that game eight to two. So I'm gonna stay with the Dodgers here. I think they they just had great success against. Um, the Giants this season. I'm going to look at the head-to-head matchups as well. Um, against the Dodgers this season, yeah, the Dodgers are 10-3 and against the Giants this season. So uh, if we're going to bet on the Dodgers, just take the run line. Don't bother with the price. So give me the minus 1.5 plus 115 on the Dodgers run line for this game, Malcolm. Oh, Moon, off. you're never going to talk to me again after tomorrow. Um, <laughs> oh, everything you've just said, I, have, I mean, I, I, can, I can fax you through my notes. I've got them all down. Uh, Dodgers on the run. The Dodgers, I think, are going to win. And if you're going to pick the Dodgers to win, they always win on the run line. So yeah. you show, they go, the two things go hand in hand. So um, I don't see why anyone would be uh, mucking about with a minus 195 on the Dodgers. Um, if you're going to play them, just take them at the, the plus 115. Because if they do win, uh, they'll win by over a run. So exactly the same handicap, Munaf, and exactly the same pick. Um, so, yeah, a little bit uh, unnerving uh, lockstep. I did say I was going to concentrate this week, Munaf. Um, so 13 games in the bag there. Um, Munaf, give us your lock and dog uh, to set us off. We need a good... I mean, this is Vegas week, baby. Um, you need to uh, you need to pack my, my spending money. Um, you need to pad it out and we can start doing that tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Um, I'll give, uh, let's go with a total. I, I really do like that over in that twins and that Yankees game. Um, Chris Archer, like I mentioned, he goes about four or five innings max to the Minnesota twins. The Yankees had gotten to him earlier this season. Jameson Tyone since the all-star break has not been very good for the Yankees either. Um, so I think that this is an opportunity for both of the offenses to break out early in the day. It's going to be an early afternoon game. I think that we do see runs being put up. Uh, I know I've talked about how the Yankees offense just hasn't been doing very well, um, except for Aaron Judge. I think there's an opportunity for them against Chris Archer to do that in this game. So I'll take the over eight runs as my lock between the Twins and the Yankees with Chris Archer and Jameson Tyone on the mound. For my dog, I'm going to go with that last game we just talked about. Give me the Dodgers run line, minus one and a half, plus 115. Andrew Haney on the mound against Logan Webb. Uh, I mentioned the numbers. These two pitchers matched up on August 1st in San Francisco, where Dodgers won that game 8-2. to two. Andrew Haney has been better this season at home for the Dodgers as well. Logan Webb, a guy that I, I want to back at home, but again, he's on the road here in L.A., so I'm going to take the Dodgers minus one and a half plus 115. Add it to the fact that the Dodgers are 10 and three against the Giants this season. So uh, I'm going to uh, take them as my dog on the run line minus one and a half plus 115, Malcolm. Yeah, you've, you've made a wise choice and your luck is one that is contradicting my pick because um, I took the <laughs> I took the under there. So you've uh, you've managed to get yourself on some kind of firmer, uh, firmer ground. Uh, my luck is going to... I'm going to go to Colorado and I'm going to take the under 11 uh, in the Brewers-Rockies game. Uh, and really, it was um, it was the Freddie Peralta um, star that I'm going to take. I really do think it can go very well tomorrow. I'd actually handicapped that before. I saw um, that one start that he's previously had in Colorado where he um, went scoreless and struck out 13 batters as well. So that's just another tick in a box. 
here for me for that one. Um, so I'll take the under 11 there. And for my dog, um, go to a game that we both agreed on uh, recently, which was the uh, LA Angels game um, where they travel to, uh, sorry, at home uh, to the Tigers, not expecting anything really from Alexander. And like I said, the Angels have been a little bit better lately. Suarez has been a little bit better lately. I think they can be two runs better than the Tigers tomorrow. Yeah, so I'll take the Angels on the run line at plus 125. And there, moving yeah, we're happy with that. It's uh, uh, a nice little wrap-up to the show. Um the, the ERA and the whip have held Moon off, so I'm now in the playoffs by one game uh, as we speak. So, live sweat there. Um, what's happening the rest of the week, mate? Is it football, 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 football? Yeah, NFL starts Thursday, like you mentioned. It's NFL week. Um, NFL gaming podcast. We did, I did some extra episodes with the friends of the show, Ariel Epstein and Minty Betts. They joined me to do separate pods to give their take on the NFL season. And again, we'll be here for MLB all week long as usual. And I think that Malcolm is probably more giddy than I am. Uh, <laughs> week here. You could, you could just, you people, or if you're watching the YouTube stream, you can see him smiling from ear to ear. You probably throw a banana into his, uh, <laughs> to his mouth there. But uh, yeah. Um, of all the guests that you've spoken to this week, would you say I was the best looking? Ah, uh, sorry, I can't go there. Had, uh, <laughs> no comment. No, sorry. <laughs> Very, finish that sentence. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. What did you say? Finish that sentence. You had that I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh no, no, I was just, no, just no comment. <laughs> oh mate, you should uh, you should get a job as a diplomat. <laughs> um, absolute copper for minus ten thousand. That Munaf's lied at this point. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, mate. Um, good luck with our picks. I feel better about uh, about what heading into this week. So, talking to you on a Sunday night always uh, sets me up for the week moon. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'll try and get some sleep tonight. Uh, and then, I'll, like I say, I'll go and uh, get my hair cut and make myself pretty uh, for the good people of Las Vegas tomorrow. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you were in the chat and anyone who's going to listen to the show, we do really appreciate it. Uh, Discord is a great place to be. And all the contests and competitions that I mentioned during the course of the show, um, you may as well get involved. It's uh, There's plenty of money up for grabs. So uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>